Morning Teacher. I'm Noelle Pickering. On the Good Morning Teacher podcast, we bring practical solutions to busy teachers because you can love your job and leave your work at school. Join us each week to talk through tools and strategies that help you maximize your time and effort both in the classroom and at home. I'm excited to cheer you on as you face the week ahead. Morning, teachers. You're listening to episode number 33. Last week on the podcast, we talked about making math relevant and keeping students engaged in the content. If you missed it, you're going to want to check it out at maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 32. Today, we are diving into all the ways that you can prepare for a substitute teacher in advance to make your life just a little less hectic. I also am going to share a story about my very first naive um, substitute teaching experience and it will leave you scratching your head. I literally don't know what I was thinking. So let's do it. Now preparing for a sub used to be so easy. Well, obviously joking, right? We have no idea how easy it was. Now with COVID and quarantine and technology, it has gotten more complicated for sure. The purpose of today's episode is to help you get ahead of either a planned absence or an unplanned absent. You wake up sick, your kids are sick, you have to be quarantined, the list goes on and on, right? Now, keep in mind that schools have a variety of procedures regarding substitutes, and I also know that you might be lucky to even just have a substitute teacher. There are schools out there that rely on teacher planning periods or non-classroom staff to cover other classrooms. And from what I'm hearing from teacher friends and seeing in the news, the substitute teacher shortage is really out of control. So again, remember these tips and ideas will work in your best case scenario, right? You know you're going to be out and you have a substitute teacher. Or also for your less than ideal scenario, you don't know you're going to be out and potentially a colleague has to cover your class. Since we only have control over so many things, let's focus on what we can do to make it a more manageable, and make your absence not as disruptive for your students and less stressful for you. One last thing before I jump in, I've heard substitutes referred to as guest teachers, and I think that is such a great way to frame it. I love the term guest because it implies that that is a person who deserves our respect and our help. Language is important. So moving forward in the episode, I'll probably use them interchangeably, but um, just wanted to make you aware of that. So first, let's go back to one of our guiding principles that I somehow managed to weave into every, you know, 10 episodes. Go slow now so you can go fast later. Take the time to create a guest teacher binder. It will take you an hour if you start from scratch and probably 20 minutes if you want to grab ours that we're going to link in the show notes. But this binder is your starting point and many things that you will take the time to do now can be used over and over this year and even year after year if you're at the same campus. I highly recommend that you place these pages in page protectors and organize them with tabs that will help your guest teacher find what they need quickly. And when I say binder, it actually needs to be a binder that is clearly labeled and my preference is just ginormous. 
Not because there's a massive amount of information, but because small, thin folders get lost, get thrown away, and get accidentally taken home by these guest teachers. So here's a list of what I think it should include. Campus information, contact information for the office, your team lead, your administrator, a bell schedule, maybe an alternative bell schedule if that exists, a daily routine, just what you expect from a daily routine in your class, a list of maybe the most important routines or procedures like bathroom or technology or tardies or dismissal, and then information regarding drills or actual emergencies. So that is what we want to include in our binder. That's kind of like the backbone of the binder. And the reason that I encourage a binder is because most of that, when you do that for the entire year, it's not going to change. So you've done that hard work up front. Remember, go slow now. And because of the times we're in, and because you might be out longer than you plan for, it's also wise to create a document with essential like computer information. Now, I'm not encouraging you to give away personal passwords or anything like that, but maybe the guest login for your campus or who to contact in the event that that you're out for several days and they need access to technology. Likely your campus has a protocol for that, but it's probably worthwhile to include any relevant information. Now, ideally you're able to do this at the beginning of the year for the entire year, but maybe you're working on the fly, right? Aren't we all at some point? So stick with the essentials and keep things brief. Guest teachers don't have a lot of time to acclimate themselves before students arrive, so bullet points and essential information is key. If you're looking for templates like these, um, where you just have to type the information in, we're going to link ours in our blog post at maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 33. Second, we want to include as much student information as possible. And guest teachers are going to need class rosters, a list of students who may need additional support, a list of students who can be trusted to answer questions, right? If you use seating charts, then this is also something you're going to want to include. Or if you're like me and rotate those seating charts frequently, then perhaps just a note of where you can find the seating charts will work. In my binder, I had a tab for each class period, and in each class period, I would highlight one student who could answer a question that the guest teacher may have. We all know that if the substitute asks the entire class, right, it turns into a lot of talking or a disagreement about the answer. And so I would like to point the guest teacher in the direction of one student who can be trusted to give them a rundown of what's going on in class and answer any questions they may need. This might help them in taking attendance or reminding them to collect a paper or something like that. Now, if your guest teacher or your substitute is expected to use technology, then really think through things like student logins or other student information that they may need so that there aren't any students taking advantage of or opting out of an online assignment, you know, because they forgot their password, right? So those are the things that we want to include about our students to help prepare our guest teacher to best meet their needs, and also to manage the class well. Third, now we need something for our students to do, right? Before I jump in, I always love to share stories of my mishaps because who can relate to a substitute mishap like a fellow teacher, right? And I think we can take away a few key elements from this story. My first year teaching, well, why do all terrible teaching stories start that way, right? I was teaching seventh grade math and I had a very strict pacing calendar that I was expected to follow. 
Now, I also was a first-year teacher and part of a program that required me to be pulled out for a two-day professional development. Talk about stressful. First-year teacher being pulled for professional development in the first three weeks of school. So lesson plans, sub plans, and then the training on top of that, right? Now, here I am, a naive 22-year-old who has never once prepared for a guest teacher. I also had very little campus guidance, so my expectation was to stay on the same teaching path or calendar as the other pre-IP teacher. So as that day approached, I realized that students were going to be learning how to subtract integers. Now, any of you listening here who are math teachers know where this is going. One of the most challenging concepts was going to be left to a teacher, left to be taught by a guest teacher, a substitute teacher. And I didn't even know better. That's the comical part about it. I just thought, okay, that'll be fine. And I left my very nice detailed lesson plans and a really uh, useful activity. And obviously when I returned, I returned to students who were utterly confused. I had wasted two days of lessons and lesson plans, and I had to change all of my plans when I returned just on a dime, right? So learn from my mistakes and take the time to have students review or focus on problem solving or do something that they have seen before. Now, this is obviously a different situation if you're going to be out for an extended period of time, like maternity leave or quarantine, and we'll discuss that here in a bit. But if you're going to be out for a day or two, then here are some ideas that might work for you. Solving colors. Coloring tends to calm students, and it can be just enough incentive to keep working. Mazes, again, coloring. Also self-checking. That helps um, students to keep moving. And it's not a multiple choice situation where they're just going to like circle an answer and move on. And you'll get a whole uh, packet of work with circled answers, right? Now... Make those copies, and you may consider leaving a key with your work shown. That's up to you and how you want to communicate to your substitute teacher. And then place those in an identifiable location with your guest teacher binder. Then tell your team of teachers, your department head, your neighbor down the hall, whoever it is, where they can find all of this information. Next, you want to create some sort of accountability, which I really like to do as an incentive. Now, this may be a little bit controversial as to what your expectations are with your students, but I think when a guest teacher is in the classroom, a small incident that you may be able to handle without thinking much about it at all has the potential to become much larger. And students, well, they're teenagers, so they feel that peer pressure, right? So that being said, I like to give an incentive to my students and discuss it prior to being out. I would leave a class rubric for the guest teacher to complete. And the things on the rubric are totally up to you. Things like maintaining a reasonable voice level, staying on task, being respectful. All of those things are um, behaviors that we want from our students. And so it makes sense that there's a rubric for them to follow, right? The substitute would then rank them that class from zero to 10. Now, from there, it's totally up to you. Do you reward every class with a 10? Does only the best class get a reward? Do you create some sort of competition? Again, it could be as simple as a treat like a Jolly Rancher or a few minutes of free music time, choosing their own seats for the day. It's an incentive that works for you, but also it's truly an incentive that your students would be willing to work for. Lastly, hopefully, if you're going on maternity leave, you have lots of runway to prep for your substitute or your guest teacher. Ideally, 
They have spent a few weeks in your classroom prior to your due date. Maybe you've met them before or shown them kind of what your expectations and your routines are in your classroom. We actually have a whole blog post about maternity leave. So be sure to check out maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 33, where we'll link to that post. Now, if you're being quarantined, then you may not have the advantage of time. But again, 14 days is a long time to be without a teacher. So I think this is where we can really utilize technology to best maintain your classes. Instead of working ahead like you would on maternity leave, you may need to utilize pre-created content like our all-access videos or YouTube to minimize your absence and continue on with the content. But essentially, organization is key. Whether it's paper copies for maternity leave or digital copies that you're sharing with a department head or an organized learning management system, you know, Canvas, Schoology, Google Classroom, where students can easily find their assignments. Additionally, I think in cases like this, it is probably worthwhile to add your department head or your administrator to your learning management system or your Google Drive so that they can access and support the guest teacher without you being present. I also love this idea from a teacher on, in our Facebook group. I thought it was particularly helpful. She said, that when she was out on maternity leave, she made a manila folder for each day and she marked it with the date. And it held the day's work, so a paper copy, with an answer key and instructions. And then the substitute was just responsible for making the copies as needed. And I think that's a great way to incorporate the math, include the math, and then also keep things organized. I know my sister, when she was in a situation leaving for maternity leave, she did this um, very similarly, but in a digital Google Drive situation, and that worked well for her. So as a quick recap, we can prepare for our substitute or our guest teacher by taking the time to go slow now, creating that binder that includes campus information and student information, choosing wisely what work we leave for students to do with um, a substitute. And then again, making sure there's some sort of incentive, reward, or accountability for students while you're gone, okay? So as a quick note to all of our All Access members listening, we are so excited to share that our video library is well on its way. We are actively working to roll out Unit 3 videos and love hearing how helpful they have been in situations just like this, right? Be sure to check your All Access dashboard for more details. Here at the Good Morning Teacher Podcast, we love sharing practical ideas to make teaching sustainable and enjoyable and are so happy to join you along in the journey. I am cheering for you. You can tag us at Maneuvering the Middle on both Facebook and Instagram. If you've been loving the podcast, then we would love a five-star review. It helps us to be found by other teachers. And for all of the information, the links, resources, and freebies mentioned in today's episode, check out maneuveringthemiddle.com slash episode 33. I'm Noelle Pickering, and you've been listening to the Good Morning Teacher Podcast. Until next time, friends, make it a great week.